as always, by Chris. So fresh and so clean. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, man, but you're looking clean. What's up? Yeah, uh, we got clippers, and my wife, um, yeah, gave me a haircut on Friday. So, so fresh and so clean. Quarantine cut. <laughs> Quarantine cut, exactly. It was getting crazy, man. It was it was getting to the length of, like, high school days. It was, it was pretty crazy. Right. And it was whack. High school days, I mean, you had, like, full-on, like, hair metal band. Like, Justin Bieber hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man well you look you look good you should tell tell her she did a, a good job a great job at you least think? at least via skype it looks great <laughs> i will definitely let her know that how, how has he been man man uh this week has been uh kind of crazy um and uh, but but the best thing was uh, yeah going to mass we were able to go to mass uh, and oh, um, that's right that happened <laughs> and uh, yeah like it was it was it was awesome and then uh, on on Friday like the the uh, governor also you know um, had his uh, kind of opening back up a little bit so yeah it, it's been a little bit of a uh, just a piece of fresh air um with with everything going on with the quarantine going on it it seems like or it looks like um that uh a little bit of quote-unquote normalcy i know we won't get to normal uh and and it'll be a new normal for sure but um it's, it's just been good it's been good to uh to know that um yeah that, that we're getting back into the swing of things especially especially the mass and the sacraments. So yeah. how, how about you? What, what's, uh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? Man, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, doing really well. Uh, we had, uh, the chance to get together with, uh, uh, some dear friends of ours over the weekend. And, um, we were a little bit more than 10 people, but shh, don't <laughs> tell anybody. Well, he looked, that's, is that still, a I don't know. I okay. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> But it was great. It, my kids were so excited to have other kids over and uh, to, to be able to, you know, be together and we grilled and and uh, the kids played outside and. What'd you, what'd you grill? Uh, some chicken legs. Nice. That yeah, was really good. It was really good. And uh, I, you know, had some watermelon and some mm. mac and cheese and uh, my my daughter baked a, a cake. Um, so we had cake and ice cream. It was just great. It was a great. It was. It was uh, again, getting back to that little taste of uh, community and the way things were before all of this. It was, uh, I think, really needed by both families. Yeah. Uh, so very thankful for that for sure. Wait, and then it was two families, and y'all were over. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, it, it, our family and another family would be the both families I'm talking about. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So my family is one family, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so with only two families, you were over t- uh, 10 people? Over 10, yeah. Over wow. 10. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, just by one. We have six. Right. They had five. Of course, <laughs> their, their, their fifth one is like a little baby still, an infant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, does he really count? <laughs> you know? Of course he does. Yes. Yes, he does. Anyway, so, um, yeah, man. And then uh, this past Thursday, I had a chance to go to confession, and that was wonderful. I, mean, I should say confession at a regular posted time in a church, yes. not some, you know, back alley <laughs> confession. Back alley confession. <laughs> I do have to admit, during Holy Week, I reached out to a couple of priests to see if, if one of them would be willing to set a time up to do confession. And and actually, I'm so thankful both of them were willing to. But I ended up going with the one that responded the soonest. And we we met at a you know an undisclosed location and made sure <laughs> we were six feet apart, you know. And confession. I <laughs> brought my whole family. We were able to go during Holy Week, so I'm so thankful for that. Operation um, Confession. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Operation Get Clean. 
so um so yeah no it, it was really great to be able to to be in a church again and to be before a tabernacle and uh to be able to pray and and um you know experience the grace the supernatural grace that comes through the sacraments and of course this weekend of you know like you mentioned you know not to bury the lead but uh we're opening it back up so i yep. suppose before we go way f- much further um way i didn't much mention further. that's how that's how we speak now chris <laughs> we've quarantined so long that we've forgotten how to communicate don't you know uh-huh. So before we go way much further, um, that's right, I'm doubling down. Um, we are a podcast of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church in Keller, Texas. Uh, first of all, thank you to everybody who was able to come o- were able to come over uh, to the parish on May 2nd to yeah. donate. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely appreciate uh, everyone's generosity there. I was and- actually over at the auditorium uh, earlier on Monday and they're like, it's, it's a full auditorium full of stuff. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, all those, all those donations. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, you know, in addition to things starting to open up and this is of course, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks in response to uh, our governor's uh, move to opening Texas back up uh, and having it happen in phases, our, our bishop, who has met with priests and clergy across the diocese, um, moved this past week, right after we recorded our podcast, basically, <laughs> to open up masses and confession times beginning this past weekend. So this month of May is our is our first month back. And Chris, the month of May is the month of Mary. What a what a great time to to head back to Christ. See, I'm reminded just talking right now. What does Mary do? She says, do whatever he says. Like, mm-hmm. Mary brings us to Jesus. That's what she does. We yeah. see this at time and time again, but uh, nowhere more clearly so than perhaps at the wedding feast at Cana, when she tells the, the servers there to listen to him. She points it, do whatever he says. And here we are in the month of Mary, and what, what has she done for us? She has brought us back to her son. Yes. And, and she gives us that same message today. Do whatever he says. And and yes, absolutely. Mary always uh, leads us to Christ. Like um, I love how. Yeah. Like if you ever want to get closer to Jesus, get close to Mary and like she will reveal him to you. Right. Uh, but also we started May 1st with uh, the, the Friday uh, St. Joseph the Worker, right? The Feast of the St. Joseph, Joseph the Worker. And so um, him as well as an example to uh, bring Christ to us um, has been has been great. And so, um, yeah, definitely we thank the, the Holy Family to um, for, for bringing back uh, the family of God in, in church um, and bringing back our families, yeah, to, uh, to the cross and to the Eucharist. Yeah, um, it's really, and I hadn't thought about it before, just the timing of it, um, and and I'm just so moved and thankful. Yeah, and, to and yeah, obviously this goes without saying. Like we're in Texas, obviously. So if by some way <laughs> you are not in the Texas area and stuff, and you still are in quarantine, like we are receiving right for you, we're praying for you, we. Um, yeah, don't want to take this for granted, right? And we don't want to make make it like everyone's in the same situation we are. Like there, there's some people, there's some cities, there's some states. There's still that many dioceses that and, have not you yeah. know, gone back. And a big part that, of that is because they're following are, their local authority, the local yeah. ma- you know, uh, governors and, and mayors and whatnot. Yeah. And they could be quarantined for a long, uh, yeah, a, a long time. So, you know, like, again, Thanks be to God that we were able to, um, and um, yeah, Amen. I, I agree completely, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, that being said, uh, though we are able to go back, um, you know, Bishop Olson uh, did release a pastoral letter on April the 29th, and that letter was followed shortly thereafter, the very next day, in fact, by a video from Father Flynn, which you can find on the parish YouTube page. If you go to YouTube, you just search for St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Keller, and it'll come up pretty pretty easily. 
Um, and in this, they they detail how it is that we are to come back. And and I suppose I should uh, point more towards Father Flynn's just because it's more specific to what is happening at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. But the reality is that we still are called to maintain social distancing. Yes. So what this looks like is that every other pew is roped off. Yep. And so you're really spread out. And, you know, this church this that, that can hold, you know, tons and tons of people is now able to only, you know, seat a fraction of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think what, uh, yeah, Father Flynn's number is like 500 or so max. Right. Um, so which, yeah, for C's, I think it can fit 2000. So, yeah, 500 is uh, is that 25 um, percent of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important uh, just to be aware of the different recommendations and guidelines that the bishop and Father Flynn are asking, um, you know, like specifically regarding something like confession. Uh, there's yeah. there's three entrances into the church. And so confession is heard just at each of those entrances. And so they're asking people to line up outside and to maintain social distancing that way. And, you know, they're doing everything they can to spread out as much as possible. And the, I think one of the biggest ones is we are asking everyone who attends mass and even confessions to wear a face mask, right, to wear a mask. Um, so, um yeah, even that. my even my two year old had a mask on this Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Now uh, he didn't have a mask that stayed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's mostly a him problem than, yes. than it is the masks problem. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and of course, right? Like I even saw I think Bishop comment on on Twitter or something that like younger than two don't need a face mask or something like that because because yeah, CDC even says like. Two-year-old, yeah, like a one-year-old doesn't need a face mask. Like they're gonna rip it off anyways and touch their face anyway. So, um, but but I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Gabe. Like that was kind of we- like everyone in a face mask. It was kind of distracting and and pretty weird for me. Like it was it was just a again, thank God we were able to to be at mass. But like it was uh, it was something like out of a movie or, or something like that. Like just seeing everybody spaced out and like in in a face mask it was it was yeah other otherworldly um, it was kind of surreal right yeah. I, I, well and i understand there are still many people who are concerned about being out in public and with everybody and and that's understandable this is this is exactly why the bishop has continued with the dispensation towards the obligation of going right. to mass every sunday i think that's and, a huge point right yeah. the, the, the dispensation is still out there yeah. So if, if for whatever reason you are older or, you know, uh, your your health has been compromised in some way, shape or form and you are at risk or even if you're just, uh, you know, very anxious or nervous or, or concerned that uh, you don't feel safe being out uh, for pro- prolonged periods of time because of the risk of this particular pandemic, uh, then it is not a sin to not physically be present at mass. And, and in fact, uh Parishes across the diocese are continuing to live stream at least one, if not all, of their Sunday masses uh, and and masses during the week as well. And St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is no different in that regard. So there is still lots of opportunities to continue your pious devotions that you began during this quarantine time. Uh, Again, there's not the obligation to go, but that being said, as you feel more comfortable, and hopefully you start to feel more comfortable, um, the option, the ability to be there is is present. And so, you know, I I would just love to encourage you to um, to join us, to join us on Sundays. Yes. Yeah. And I know that, again, it's okay, and you can watch it on, on, on live streaming, just like always before, but there's just something about being physically present, right? Oh, it, sure. It's like the difference of, you know, but in a more radical way, of watching, <laughs> you know, like live sports on television versus being in the in the stadium, or, or watching a concert live and in person versus, you know, watching something on YouTube. It's just, yeah, it, it doesn't translate the same it, way. Yeah. 
No, and you know, we when we were preparing for this, like one of the things that that keeps on that has kept on just entering into my mind, like the church exists in order to bring the sacraments to the body of Christ, right? To to bring the body of Christ to the body of Christ. And we are a sacramental church. And so, um, yeah, being physically there, right? A sacrament, the like simplest definition of a sacrament is an outward sign of an inward reality. So as Catholics, we are uh, both physical and spiritual. We are both body and soul. And um, so for us to be getting back into that physical nature, the physical, uh, the, the physicality of the mass, the sacramentality of the mass and of the church uh, is just beautiful. And again, yeah, like, thank God. I, I was with a couple of friends um, who are actually in the Dallas diocese and the Dallas diocese has not, um, they, they're, they started doing confessions, but they have not started doing masses. And one of my friends was like, you know what, I'm never going to take the Eucharist for granted again. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just, um, yeah, like, I, I think this has given us an insight of um, what it would be like without uh, without the sacraments, without, um, yeah, God sacramentally, physically in our lives. And, um, and so, so we need to um, definitely um, just... Remember that, and um, and pray for those who um, who don't have that sense, who don't have that um, yeah that relationship with God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then just I think there's one other um, detail just to mention um, that the bishop touched on in a way that he hasn't yet up to this point. Uh, in his letter, and Father Flynn as well in his video, and that is how we are to receive Christ. And uh, they they both acknowledged and um, lauded those who have developed a pious devotion to receiving our Lord uh, on the tongue. Uh, you know, right. uh, we were talking a little bit off off screen, and you know, I didn't know this for a long time. But like the normal way of receiving the Eucharist in the church, in the universal church across the globe, the, the, the norm is to receive kneeling down and, and on your tongue. And there have been countries, you know, that have received permission from Rome uh, to communicate standing or to communicate in our case standing and in the hand. And so it's not like we're doing anything that's, you know, going rogue or anything like that. It's it's. You know, we've been given that that permission, that permission to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah, the United States in particular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so um, it's that particular practice that um, Bishop Olson and Father Flynn are encouraging people to do to receive on the hand. That they right. they acknowledge that there's there is a beautiful devotion to receiving on the tongue, and um, and that that's a good thing. It, it comes from a good place. It's a good thing, uh, but in, in in this particular time, because of the concern for the spread of the virus um, and just to limit exposure okay. in particular with droplets that might come out from someone's breath or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they, they have asked uh, everyone to please receive in their hand. Yeah. And, and now it sees, they did say, and this is just, yeah, for, for listeners too, like when you're going up to communion, right? Like you can remove your mask, like if it's uh, one or two people in front of you, um, so that, you know, you can receive without having like Jesus in your hand and like removing your mask or like having to, to play around with that. So, um, so that was, yeah, that was the suggestion by, um, by, by the preset sees. Yeah. And that's a really important thing because when you have your mask on, when you go to com communion and receive the Eucharist, uh, it's, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you transfer the Eucharist into your mouth when your mouth is covered. So right. it's this whole rigmarole you have to go through and it, you know, yeah. it's, you don't want to be fast and loose, fast and loose with the Eucharist with Jesus, sure. you know, For so sure. uh, it, it allows you to receive in as reverent of a way as possible. And then I, I, um, I, I know that there are those out there that 
you know, have a devotion to receiving on their knees or on the tongue. Uh, and um, there's a conflict here of what do I do? And yeah. and to be just transparent, like that's me. I'm describing me. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I, at my time when I was a youth minister at St. Elizabeth and Seton, uh, began the practice of receiving on my knees and on my tongue, unless I was holding a kid, in which case I wasn't kneeling. I was just standing. Uh, but you know that's a practice that I've I've carried with me through the years, and and my family does the same. And so, um, you know, it's like, oh no, you know, what do we do? How do we, how do we be obedient and still um, maintain our, um, I suppose, you know, not violate our conscience, you know, to what we're called, what we feel that the Lord is calling us to do, and I say us speaking specifically Your about family. my family. Right. And so um, and so we did go up. We did go forward, and, and we received a blessing, and we made a spiritual act of communion, just like we would have at home. Well, I mean, we made the but spiritual communion there. like we would have at home, but the big difference is that we were there. Like, we were right. there, you know, like physically present with Jesus. Right. And, um, you know, there, there there's a way here to, to still be obedient and to still be humble and to still— you know, uh, maintain whatever practice you have for whatever reasons you have them. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the mass is not the place to make that big stand and, you know, because yes. uh, then it becomes about you and that's, that's yeah. not at all why, why you should do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this, this is, uh, definitely a good conversation to have like uh, about reception of community. I, I absolutely 100% prefer receiving on the tongue, but like, um, yeah, so, so what I, what, what I did was I, uh, received in the hand and I didn't pick up the host with my fingers, but I, except, um, yeah, instead I just put my hand or my head towards my hand and like picked up the host with my tongue, if that makes sense. I, I know that, yeah, I'm trying to describe it because people can't see us <laughs> yeah but uh but but yeah like uh, just um being as reverent as possible and uh yeah and as 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 different as possible because it is different it's jesus it's not a you know wafer or 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 anything else this is um the body blood soul and divinity of jesus christ and uh yeah and like you were mentioning before right in in the united states of america right the um uh, um, the consecrated host may be received either on the tongue or in the hand at the discretion of each communicant. So, um, so with that allowance, um, yeah, I was, we, we, both my wife and I were, yeah, were able to receive. Yeah. And, and this is something that, you know, everyone's going to have to pray about and, and, um, see, you know, what the Lord is calling them to do and respond. Uh, the, the bottom line is to be reverent and yes. to yeah. realize that Jesus is fully present and that demands that we act a certain way. It, it means that we can't be casual with it. So whatever right. you choose to do, please don't be casual with Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, yep. He's not a He's not a popcorn piece or a right. uh, potato chip, you know. It's not a snack pack that we get just handed out, you know. Um, but, but, uh, he truly is our, our Lord. He's fully present. So anyway, that, that's, that's the, the big news, right? That's how, you know, we're going to mass, we're going to confession. And, and the wonderful thing is that it's all open again. It looks different, but, but it's accessible. And I'm just so very thankful for that. Yes. Amen. So Chris, as this week has gone by and, Texas is opening up different phases and uh, you know as we've covered <laughs> extensively the yeah. the diocese is opening up in different phases we we're getting a little taste of like like you said at the beginning normalcy a little taste of of, of, of how things were or, or how things could be and and it's one of these things that I know intellectually, there will come that time when we will be back to normal, so to speak, you know, back to quote unquote normal or back to this, 
this time when when the virus has passed or there's a vaccine that's out and 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 the fear is not as as large or as looming and we're able to be together again uh, you know in, in in less than six feet distance um, or, or we're able to you know go to a place and and you know not have a face mask without feeling like you're you know terrible person <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh like one day that day's gonna come yes ultimately <laughs> are you talking about ultimately or like here on earth <laughs> i'm talking about here on earth yeah like okay. just the reality <laughs> of the situation that we're in right now one yes. day we'll get there and i don't know if it's you know and three months yeah, six months who knows? 10 months and you know who knows and even like i don't know like they're they're after 9-11, right, the new normal was that you had to be in security. You couldn't go all the way up to the gates when you flew, you know, and stuff like that. So that is the new normal. So I think there will be a new normal. Uh, and But, you know, we're two Joe Schmoes, you know, that have no influence except for... Like, yeah, zero the- position of authority over <laughs> yeah, this. Zero. So this is all speculation. So I think there will be a sort of new normal, but who knows what that means. But to your point, yes, there is like, and this weekend was a beautiful taste of, of, of that, that normalcy or of at least getting back to, um, yeah, what we, what we cherished before. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a better way of saying it. Maybe not getting back to normal, but getting to a new normal, right. getting to a point where we're not uh, governed by fear. I, I know that, like you mentioned with, you know, TSA and the post 9-11 reality of flights, right? There's that new normal. But I don't know that anybody gets on a plane anymore, um, or at least not many do, that get on a plane and have this great fear of, of what happened at 9-11 looming in their minds. That, that we've been able to get to a place where that's not um, just – on us the way it was in the immediate aftermath of that tragic event yeah. uh that 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 horrific day so um and, and so in a similar way we'll get to a place where there's this new normal where uh this this looming fear this looming um you know i don't know anxiety will will fade and and i'm i'm excited to get to that point i, I obviously i'd love to be there sooner rather than later but until that day comes, like we have to be vigilant. Like this is why the church is going through these great lengths. Um, this is why in between every mass, they're wiping everything down, cleaning everything off. Uh, this is why uh, we wear face masks when we do, and we are encouraging everyone to wash it. Boy, I'm telling you, people are washing their hands like never before. I know. Yeah, I saw a comedian the other day who was like. Remember when, like, washing your hands, like, took three seconds? Those were the good old days or whatever. He was just making fun of But, yeah, like, for sure, we're, we're definitely uh, uh, scorching our hands, which is good, which is what we should have been doing in the first place. Yeah, I was, I was thinking when we were first talking about the like, hand washing, you know, now, you know, a month and a half or, or so ago, um, that, you know, what, what diseases – uh, are are we preventing now because of just good hand washing? Like people would get sick with different things just because of the spread of germs, and now they're washing their hands better and trying to avoid touching their face. And you know, my gosh, that's going to be a, a, a nice side effect of of this uh, vigilance, right? Yes. And, and so the vigilance still must remain. That's the bottom yes. line: is that yes. we we are we know that day will come. But it's not here yet. Yeah. And so we have to be proactive, right? And yep. it's this reality that we live in currently with this pandemic that, I don't know, man, just kind of made me start to think about where we are spiritually as a pilgrim church, mm. right? That that our home is not here on yep. earth. We are journeying please god towards heaven daily and and jesus we talked about this last week he spells it out pretty clearly that you know the conditions of discipleship to deny ourselves to uh pick up our cross daily to follow him um to put others first to serve and you know um 
that's our that's like that's what we're called to do to be vigilant and and we know that we know that good wins we know jesus overcomes death we know that that god will reign that that christ the king this feast day we celebrate at the end of the church year like the full name of it is christ the king of the universe like he is lord of all and for a good reason so that end we already know it it's going to be there it's going to be great it's going to be good but we're not there yet right yeah, and and like you were saying, even with the new normal, right? Even with you know any kind of whatever happens, um, <laughs> we're still a pilgrim people. We are not like really the 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 new normal will be heaven. So that's why when you were you know going on and talking about you know um, just um, about uh, I forgot the example that you gave, but like heaven is what we're, we're, we're going for. And like, um, you know, we won't have to have masks. We won't, there won't be social distancing. In right. Heaven. Right. That's why right. you asked, are you talking right. about like the pandemic right now? Or right. are you talking about, right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like we won't need social distancing in heaven. We won't need, um, <laughs> anything like that. So the, um, yeah, the point being right. Like that, uh, we are on an earthly pilgrimage and um it is with faith um and it is with um the the sacraments in the church that 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 god has given us that god has revealed to us that we are able to um yeah work work towards that and and see like i just to get back to this current like situation we are in i want to be at a time where we don't have these concerns, where I don't have to worry about my kids catching something, uh, or any, I mean, my mom and my dad catching something, right? Uh, you know, to have the experience that you had a couple of weeks ago with your mom and the concern yeah. and the risk and having her to get tested and, you know, thank, thanks be to God, she's fine. But I, I want to get to that point as quickly as we can. And so, that's why we work. That's why we're being proactive. That's why um, we wash our hands for more than three seconds, right? That's why we do all of these things. And and in an even bigger way, though, unfortunately, not as present on my mind at all times. Right. Um, I want to be in heaven, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. want to be with God. I want my family to be there in heaven. I want my parents to be there, my kids to be there. Uh, I, I pray, I do pray every day for the salvation of my family. Um, because I, 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 I want that so bad. I, and I want that for, for you and for everyone, of course. Um, and, and, and that, that desire that to, to, to have that be our reality demands action now, right. In, in that same similar way that, that, it should drive me to be more proactive with my with my prayer life, with how I love other people, love myself, and ultimately the way I love God. Right. Yeah. A amen. Amen to all of that. I don't know what else, yeah, what else to add except that um, uh, this this whole time uh, that that we've been having this this podcast of 2819 right we've been talking about hope we've been talking about um um again yeah phases and 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 everything like that and this is a this is a phase this is a stage um that we're going through and um even though we we have been isolated, like we're not in this alone, right? And that's why we we're doing this podcast is to to make sure that people know that they're not alone and uh, and yeah that there is always hope. So uh, I, I I feel like we we get back to the same same kind of things uh, during these these podcasts. Um, um, but uh, there is hope and and yeah, heaven is. Um, is there heavens the kingdom of god is at hand right uh, the kingdom of god is at hand so uh thank god for the church so i i think that would be a good point of examination maybe just to ask yourself and and i 
I'm kind of doing it like in time, like real time right now, you know? Um, do Please I? Please don't tell me your sins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, thank you, Chris. So, um, uh, asking ourselves, do, 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 do we, are we thinking about that, that reality constantly like right are, are we thinking about that day that that please god we are face to face with him that we are with him forever in heaven are we, are we are we imagining are we thinking about it when i was in youth ministry i used to i used to encourage people to say you know think about eternity like think think with eternity at the forefront of your mind and i'm i'm guilty of not doing this and this is i guess this is what this is um uh, pushing me towards is to um, practice this more, that to have eternity at the forefront of my mind. Like, if you if you thought about eternity, you know, at the forefront of your mind, or, or or more often, how would that influence the way that you acted, the way that you reacted, the way that you you treated your family members? You know, my my kids are our kids, and uh, sometimes I am so guilty of just reacting to a certain situation right something happens and i'm like wait what do you mean what's going on and 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 tonight in particular my wife was like you know it's not so much that you reacted it's that you overreacted and i was like oh man <laughs> yep you're right that's totally it like i yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and um and, and i'm so thankful that she called me out on that because i like okay i can be more mindful about that and really try here because if I'm thinking about eternity, I'm thinking about not just how I treat, you know, the, the, the people that, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's easier to be more intentional about treating the people that you have a harder time getting along with than it is to treat the ones that you have that familiarity with. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep. So it's that, that, that comfort zone people, right? The ones we live with, the ones we deal with every day, the ones that are we're so used to not being vigilant with or about, or you know, being on our best at our best, right? That we put our let our guards down, and 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 if if we thought about eternity more, if we thought about this reality of of, of wanting to be with Jesus, of wanting to be with them, them to be with God in heaven, like again, how does that shape our, our daily behavior? And so this is, yeah. Like I said, I'm working through this in real time. This is yeah. uh, where I'm at, you know, with the quarantine and with and with uh, my faith. Ultimately, is is trying to shape me here to just be better and uh, strive for the heights, uh, strive and 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 push for that day when um, when we don't have to have this anxiety of any kind. Yeah. No, I. Uh... Yeah, totally. Like, you know, there, there's a the, the cliche like live today as if it were your last or something. You know, like the uh, and um, or like different songs come to mind, like if tomorrow never comes or something like that. But like, um, but it is true, right? Like, we are not guaranteed a tomorrow here on Earth, right? When the YOLO was going out, right? You only live once, right? I think. We made the joke of, of it's like yo loop, right? You, you only live on planet Earth once or something like that, you know, or um, because, um, yeah, we're given this life like like God has given us this life in order to uh, to choose him. And, and yeah, what what you're saying is <laughs> I feel like uh, the daily struggle of all uh, people, period. Right. Saints included. Right. Saints included that. um, Yeah, that we're uh, what are we living for? Are we living for. um, Are we are we living for tomorrow? Right. Like uh, so much of our society and so much of our, quote, you know, security is about uh, retirement or like insurance and stuff like that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like saying insurance is terrible don't have any or like (laughs) or 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 don't like save money or anything like that but um 
I feel like, yeah, we do have this false sense of security. And I mean, you look at our society now, right? That that uh, there is something about this word safe, you know, that uh, that's just very interesting. And um, and 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 uh, for lack of a better term, yeah, in, intriguing, because um, we're not called to be safe. We're called to be, we're called to live for greatness. We're called to live abundantly, right? I'm not saying, right, let, let's go and <laughs> run with the bulls or like, you know, or, or anything like that. But um, yeah, you know, Benedict XVI says, uh, the world offers you many comforts. Uh, you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Yeah. And um, so uh, greatness doesn't happen in a snap of a finger. But uh, it happens every single day when you don't want to, when when you really want to, like, fall into a temptation or when you really want to uh, do whatever and you're able to, like, have a small victory. That's what leads to that ultimate greatness is the, the, the small victories. And, and we, I, um, yeah, I forget that all the time. Um Right. But like, yeah, true greatness isn't made in like a single event. True greatness is found in the closet of your room or in the um, yeah, in in the um, moments in which you're alone and uh, you choose you choose the good, you choose the great. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, if only it were that easy, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you were talking, and I was thinking about the word "safe," and it's such a lie. It is. There's, there's no safe. No. It's, it's total, a total falsehood, a total disillusion. Um, and, and you know, I, I, again, we, we, you, you put your plate, your money into what you think is a safe place, and then the, the, the stock market crashes, right? You, you. Uh, think you have a safe job and then, you know, you're let go or, you know, yeah. you're, you're furloughed or whatever. Right. Like, like we, we long for this concept of safety, but the Lord, like Jesus does not promise safety. Right. If anything, yeah. he, he leads us into storms. Right? I, I actually, after this, I'm going to look up because like, I, I, I really want to know, like, if that word is even used in Scripture, like that word safe or safety or something. I have a, a cool resource. So I'll look it up, but like it'll be after this podcast. But like, I don't I can't remember anything that that he says about like. Uh, except for like safeguard your heart, you know, or something like that. Well, and and we just had we're coming off of Good Shepherd Sunday, so I mean, he 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 promises to be our shepherd and right. to not leave us alone and to go after us. But even then, he doesn't promise that we're never going to get into trouble and that he won't right. need to come after yeah. us. He talked about wolves in sheep's clothing and stuff like that. That's that's dangerous. There's going to be risks. There's going to be danger there. That that that's safe. The uh, the only reality of safety, oh my gosh, just even the motivation of safety is based in fear, right? Yeah. That I don't want to experience pain or discomfort right. or anxiety, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm trying to shelter um, to to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not bashing, and, you know, like the, right. the what we're going through right now. Of and, course, and, we have to and, be and, prudent, but. And to keep, you know, the desire to keep your kids safe, you know, obviously, like if there's a perpetrator or whatever, like you want to keep them safe, you want to guard them. But as far as like personal safety like that, yeah, that's just a that's a crazy notion. It's a crazy like you said, it's a falsehood. It's a complete like um, what am I trying to think of Uh, a complete um, facade. There we go. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a facade. It, it looks pretty, but like it's it's um, it crumbles. The the reality is that, and, and the other extreme here. Just before I go to the reality, the other extreme is recklessness. Right, and that's not what we're called to do either. That's no. also ridiculous <laughs> and you know dangerous and yes. Yes. Um, imprudent <laughs> and right. you know uh, all those other. 
you know, words that describe it. it it's, it's a bad thing, right? That, that what we are called to do is to, is to go through discomfort, is to pick up our cross, is to deal with our struggles because uh, life comes through that, right? Jesus suffers, dies, is buried, and then rises, right? And so that process, uh, you know, in a um, figurative way is what we go through daily, right? That that process of, you know, like when I want to overreact and uh, <laughs> to my kids and be like, what are you thinking? You know, uh, instead to back off and be like, hey, so – what were you thinking when you did that <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> to better understand what's going on so that I can, you know, have an appropriate reaction and in dealing with them or in any other situation that comes up, there's that, that dying to that reaction and, and burying it so that, so that this, this deeper and more full relationship, not just with my family, but with Christ can be had, can be realized. That's, that's what he's calling us to uh, and, and even still, he tells us that blessed are you who are persecuted in my name, you know, that, that when we when we live a life that he is calling us to live, it's going to be radical and it's going to be weird and we're going to suffer some slings and arrows. I mean, it's just going to happen. Um, so, yeah, this this idea of safety is, I guess, kind of silly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, everybody stay safe, right? Right. <laughs> Stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I I think I think people get what what we're trying to say, right? Like, um, just to um, again, I think where the facade comes from, or like the uh, the the falsehood of safety comes from, is like I am making myself secure, or I'm making myself safe, right? I think when the safety um, comes from yourself uh yeah that's not that's not that's not what we're we're not called to rely on ourselves we're called to rely on god right and so you know uh the safety or the shelter of his wings you know i think again just trying to think of like biblical um imagery of of quote-unquote safety um so but but relying on him and trusting in him right he is where peace comes from he is where um, yeah, uh, all, all of those love, right, comes from, and, and peace. I think peace is, um, a little synonymous with, with this, this, with this word safety or security, but like, um, it, it doesn't come from me, right? It doesn't come from a government, right? It comes from God, uh, peace, peace comes from God himself. And so, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, reflecting on this, um, you know, as I'm going through Matthew and I was at Matthew nine and it's the, at the, towards the end of that, it's the story of the storm at sea, right? That Jesus calming, calming the storm. And, uh, and of course this is what Pope Francis used for his Ubi et Orbi blessing, but out of the gospel of Mark. And, um, I was thinking, like, how how is Jesus able to sleep? And Pope Francis mm. says it's because he has total confidence in his Father, right? Mm. That he's able to find rest even in the midst of this storm. And how did how did the disciples even get onto the boat? They followed Jesus onto the boat. He said, "Let's go to the other side." And so they all get into a boat because it was his idea, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And 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 because of that, like following Jesus leads to this storm and it's not just some normal storm right it's like like these are fishermen they've lived life on a boat they know what storms are like right they are fearful of their lives this is like the perfect storm it is incredible and and this chaos and turbulence and and it's like for a moment they lost sight of hope Mm. right they lost sight of the fact that Jesus, who we've seen do all these miracles, and we thought that was pretty cool and pretty fun, but now we're in this situation, and this is not cool or fun, right? right. 
and that the life of a Christian sometimes is pretty cool and fun, and sometimes it is not. It is mm-hmm. dangerous, it is scary, and you and it feels like you're about to die. And it's in those times that that we're called to follow that example of Jesus and to find peace in the presence of God, peace in the fact that Jesus is present with us in the boat, right? And 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 not give in to despair and say, save us, you know, don't you care about us, right? But but to say, like, the Lord is with me, and I know He will save us. I know that He will not let me. Um, turn me over to the hands of my enemies, right? That yeah. there will be a way through this. And um, and I have confidence in him. And and that is so easier said than yes. done. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and that's like the motto of our show, easier said than done. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, 2819, easier said than done. <laughs> no. For sure. Uh, so I guess, I mean, as we're wrapping things up, uh, you know, it's important that when you're dealing with scatological issues, you don't forget the eschatological implications. <laughs> yes, eschatology. So, so good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's about all I got. You got anything else? Um, I don't think so. I, I'm trying to think back of uh yeah what we were talking about uh beforehand i think that's that's all of it all right guys that's gonna do it for us um we're please know that we're praying for you and that we love you and uh you know we we hope that you are able to find peace and comfort and joy uh, through all the different turbulence that we are going through uh, you know in this in this whole process uh, not just the quarantining, but even now as we're starting to open up and doing so as prudently as possible. Um, I know that that the parish uh, just loves you, cares for you, is praying for you daily. And um, if, if you wouldn't mind, we'd love for you to visit our website. It's 2819.fireside.fm. Uh, and what we'd really love is for you to please rate us, give us five stars, leave us a comment or review. If you leave a comment and, and a five-star comment on, on iTunes, we'll give you a shout-out, you know. Uh, we'll be happy to mention that. Uh, or if you have any feedback for us, we're happy to take all of that stuff into account. Uh, so please, don't be a stranger. And uh, and please, yeah, share this with whoever you think would benefit from it. Um, I think that's going to be it for us. So don't forget to glorify the Lord by the way you live your life. Thanks be to God. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.